0: Hey, Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for this podcast. The more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your foamy and get ready to learn. The Cast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Ev, And we started the surf coaching and education resource, The surfcontinuum.com. And today, we are talking about how to get better at surfing without surfing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of tough, kind of tough to... Really get better without putting the, the water time in, but there's there's definitely situations where you gotta, you know, where you can't get in the water, or you're on a trip, or you know you're on a work trip and you're landlocked and and you just can't get in the water. So let's
0: let's check it out. Let's let's dive in. Right, right. So. I totally, I, I feel I feel the same way about this. Is like it's kind of hard to get better at something without actually doing it. But the good news is that there's a lot of aspects of surfing that aren't necessarily the act of surfing. So with that being said, let's kick it off with breath work, one of my favorites. And the reason it's one of my favorites is because when I started like doing these breath exercises and random things like. Well, a lot of it is like comes from yoga, a breath of fire and long, deep breathing. Um, I, what I found out is that we're all, without realizing it, scared of drowning. Whether you're in big waves or little waves, at that precipice moment of taking off on a wave, if there's any hesitation in you whatsoever, I think it's kind of connected to being afraid of drowning, ultimately, because it doesn't hurt to get pitched over a wave or fall or whatever. I mean... I guess that I shouldn't speak for everybody, but it's kind of, it was always my thing. I think subconsciously, like you just don't want to drown. So, and I hadn't realized it until I started doing breath work, breath of fire, long, deep breathing, all these like different exercises for expanding your lug capacity and training yourself to breathe better and deeper. And then gaining confidence in the water after that made me realize like, wow, I guess I was afraid to drown all this time. Yeah. That's just a natural thing, right? to be scared of
1: drowning and you know you can physically prepare yourself for it and yeah i mean i haven't done a lot of breath holding exercises but just just like that light meditation focusing on your breath and your breathing and learning how like just to incorporate that basically in your surfing if you if you do it enough and practice it Practice it enough on land, then you can incorporate it in your surfing. And when shit's hitting the fan out there in the lineup, you can be sitting there and just calming yourself down and getting your you know your
0: muscles oxygenated and ready to ready to shred. Yeah, right on. You know, but like even more so. Like maybe I made it sound too extreme. Like I wasn't even actively afraid of drowning. You know, like I didn't think I was afraid of drowning, but I just after the breath work after you know, like I I distinctly remember it was two weeks after I had started doing this, these exercises, like out of a book, I think, or maybe a video, like a guided video and not even realizing what I would be, what I was doing was going to help me in my surfing. But then having a session that was kind of like a, a rough like session, like the waves were nothing crazy, but I was like, I thought I was very comfortable, but noticing for sure that I was a little more confident taking off and putting myself in that critical position and I just was sure at that moment that it was because I was more confident in my breath, breathing and I wasn't even practicing breath holds I wasn't doing breath holds I was literally just breathing right like learning how to breathe and I think after having like I kind of made myself commit to doing it for a while but that was two weeks into doing it consistently every day that I started having a little bit better of a habit in how I breathe breath took a breath breathed and uh no and for sure i felt it when i was paddling and especially when i took off on my first wave i was like i was not nervous at all i like wanted to be that deep i wanted to be in that position and i wasn't thinking about the consequence i was thinking about the reward right and so i think that breath just learning how to breathe a little better and delivering oxygen to all your muscles and little red blood cells is is really gonna well, it's worth trying out. Yeah, and hand in hand,
1: just might as well go through the whole yoga practice too. I mean, get get loosened up and get limber. I, th- I think everybody could use more time working on their body and getting more limber and and, you know, setting yourself up to not get injured out there and just know your body better.
0: Totally. And that's basically our second point, stretching, yoga, like Anything, you know, if you're not into yoga, for some reason you have this, like, resistance to it, you shouldn't. But if you do, you know, then at the very least stretching, you know, just getting, working your body, moving your body, stretching your body. Oh, we got some visitors. We'll take a little break. I'm a little too shy to record a podcast in front of strangers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, where were we? Um, Stretching? Yeah. Stretching, yoga uh yeah stay supple (laughs) i mean it makes total sense you know you want to be able to compress and extend something that's so especially compress nobody not nobody a lot of people are really bad at being able to compress themselves right you know stay low which is such a great simple tip to surf better stay low and and you can't stay low if you're all stiff and calcified into like upright or desk position (laughs) right i
1: think this is actually a a, something that's so important if you really wanted to become a better surfer and you're still having the same troubles with being able you know being able to lunge your front leg underneath you and and be strong enough to hold up your upper body in a in a plank you
0: know then you can learn how to do that stuff on land through yoga right right A lot of the things, the postures we have in surfing and positions are sort of yoga poses. Even like your form while paddling, you know, holding your head and chest up and focusing your core into your board, you know, like that's kind of a yoga thing. And and the press-up position, it's so true. Like yoga really is such a beautiful land complement to surfing, you know, and to just kind of dive deeper into the, the elegance and the the fluidity and, and smoothness of movements, you know, to not like, think about a, a, like a yoga people, like, do they jump into position, you know, like, no, they like step and glide into it the same way you should aim to do your stand up, you know, and, and engage all, all engage everything, keep everything engaged while you're doing right. it, you
1: know, it's, it's right. really difficult to do. And, and a good practice and technique like slowing things down and and doing things
0: the you know the right way
1: Mm -hmm. mindfulness
0: about how you do it and how you move i really this is my favorite way to get better at surfing when you're not surfing when you're on land is is through yoga and just just this this very similar um theoretical aspects you're trying to achieve you know composure and, and Pre, like being present in a moment and all those things and and it's really easy to not be present when a wave is coming and you're like paddling for it and you're fr- freaking out you know or uh, like just just losing your composure a little bit and exactly in that moment is when you need to be composed and and just taking in all the information where are people situated how is this wave building and developing and and while maintaining all the necessary requirements for good technique in your paddling um, yeah, Huge aside way. aside from just the stretching too, and the breathing synchronizations, and all that kinds of stuff, there's Get, just layers of it. Just getting tuned into the body, you know,
1: mm-hmm. tune the mind into the body. I think regular life kind of separates those two quickly, you know, and you're just acting out of survival mode. You just got to work, 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 and you people rarely take the time needed to really take care take care of themselves their body and and the mind and those things are so crucial when you're surfing and want to learn how to surf and surf
0: well oh at the risk of going on a tangent that really brings up that reminds me of something how it's the simplest things and the easiest things to do for yourself that we actually neglect that would make us better you know just in life you know, stretching, sleeping, drinking water, all of which actually will help your surfing too, by the way. Right. And it's really the easiest things. You need nothing, you know, to stretch. You, you, you need to just tell yourself to go to bed instead of staying up an extra hour and watching TV or internet or whatever, clicking away, scrolling away, just like shut it down, go to sleep. The, the easiest things. The easiest, uh, the the biggest ways to improve your life are the simplest things. Maybe not the easiest, (laughs) because otherwise we'd all be doing them. Right. (laughs) But why is it so simple, seemingly? Anyway, uh, our next one is something you mentioned, Coach Ev, back uh, when we were kind of figuring out a couple points for this episode. And I really like this one because I think it's definitely going to help you improve your surfing. And that is watching surfing. In all senses, you know, but assuming that you're not in the water surfing, which that's also a great way watching other surfers while you are surfing. um, But watching videos, watching clips, you know, on the Internet, watching not too late, though, go to bed. (laughs) But just watching surfing and it gives you a chance to be in in the comfort of, you know, your seat or your home or whatever and, and, and be able to really just study and even rewind and watch again you know like get yourself set up with something that you can control like a, a video player that you can control well and make it easy for yourself to go back and watch it again if it's something that you've been trying to do like as simple as a bottom turn or how you stroke into a wave go back and watch it again go back and watch it again watch where his head is pointing watch where his feet go watch, watch how he uses pros. his hand yeah, yeah watch the good guys do it because they've done a thousand millions of times you know so, and, and we all are, whether we admit it or not, to some extent, visual learners, you know, it really helps to see someone who's proficient do it mm-hmm. for you, and especially on a video screen that you can replay over and over and over, get into it, get obsessed with it. That's the spark, something that we talk about
1: often, you know, because surfing in, in life, like sometimes you'll have a, a period of time where you're out of the water for a, for a little bit of time, and I think those things go hand in hand. Like you're out of the water, and then you're studying surfing, and then something clicks. Something clicks so that when you go back to it, you're better, mm-hmm. you know? And that's it's, a, it's just a great way to spark something when you're- Mental practice, maybe that is, or? Yeah, just, it, it, you digest it differently on land, you know, and, and like Stepping you're saying- Stepping away. Stepping away, looking at it, you know, just seeing the similarities between
0: good surfers, um, you know, just what, what they do consistently. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like when you're trying to do it, it's almost like you get so involved with a goal you have, or whatever it is, you're so hyper focused on something. Stepping away from it gives you a new perspective that it allows you to just see it differently obviously see it differently but that kind of reminds me of something so I remember one time when I was a kid and I went to Thanksgiving at my aunt's house in Connecticut and I'm from New York and I brought my skateboard and I left my skateboard there when you know and we left and so I got home or even halfway home and I was like oh my god no I forgot my skateboard and at the time I'm obsessed with skateboarding so losing my skateboard was like a big deal big blow use it every day I'm crushed you know, and I'm I'm like home, like, oh my god, my mom's going, no worries, they're like they're gonna they'll mail it to us and I'm like, yeah, but that means like a couple of days of not having it. Right. Damn it, you know, how could I forget it? And my dad said something that, to me that stuck with me for a while or for up until now and probably forever, that um like it's sometimes it's healthy, it's good to step away from something you love, you know, and like you can even, just like you said, come back to it a little bit better and I really understood him after I got my skateboard back, not during, because I was really fed up with that kind of advice that encouraged me to not miss my skateboard, (laughs) (laughs) but when I got the skateboard back and I got back on it, there was a feeling I felt that was different than when I was doing it every day. It was kind of like a little bit of appreciation and gratitude and also like a fresh start, you know, like let's reset for a moment. Let's not stand on a skateboard for three days. And then stand on one. And I, I really, honestly, in a way felt I almost had gotten a little better. Right away. Uh, just right away, just not by practicing, by by taking a break. Like the feeling, like yeah. the feeling. Yeah, who knows what it is, whatever it is, but going from doing something you do every single day and obsess over to not doing it for three days, I have to agree was healthy and good for me. All right, what else we got on the docket? All right, not my favorite, but I think it's worth mentioning, uh, ironically, not my favorite, skateboarding, to help your surfing improve. <laughs> it after used having, to be. Yeah, it used to be one of my favorite things to do, but in terms of making you a better surfer, I don't know. I think they're really different feelings. I think maybe there's some body mechanics that you could, like, force in skateboarding, especially on a half pipe, you know, compression extension at the right moments of the curve of a ramp. yeah. You know, but aside from that, like, maybe getting used to a, keeping a balance above a moving thing, I don't know. Yeah, I I think it could be great for
1: your surfing. I mean, like, you know those, like, pump tracks that they... I never tried one. I got to try one of those. Yeah, th- I mean, just, just for, because it's a similar movement and then similar muscle groups, you know, like you're saying, compressing and and extending and doing it over and over again and like using your feet to grip the board you know Mm -hmm. and having your hands out and all that stuff and like you get a lot of ride time where you don't get a lot of ride time in surfing you get a ton of ride time skating Mm. so just like standing up on the board and kind of like skating back and forth snaking back and forth um one thing it reminds me of is, like, learning how to gain speed by p- pumping on a skateboard. Mm. It just, like, I already had that under my belt by the time I was trying to learn how to surf and go down the line and gain speed. So as soon as it, like, as soon as it synced up, it was like, oh, that's that feels kind of like going down the sidewalk, when you have like a little slope and you're just like uh, boom 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 like back you know toe side heel side toe side heel side toe side heel side
0: and starting to snake the board and and get it to gain speed all right so yeah you know what more and more i'm I'm kind of on board with this like definitely the body mechanics is huge you know and like even twist this is going to sound bad but twisting your joints a little bit you know what i mean like how you transition from toe to heel isn't just literally your heels to toes, heels to toes, but like there's a bit of a, a, your body follows a little bit. Right. You know, and, and like, I can only describe it as like twisting a little, but it's just so subtle. It's, it's almost not twisting, but yeah, yeah. And I think that there's a bit of like a style development in there, like learning how to move your body up and down. You don't just stand in one height over your board on any board all the time you're compressing and extending and there's a way to do that kind of stylishly like gracefully in a way that looks fluid and it doesn't look like your lower back is aching you know while you do it (laughs) so yeah okay on board okay so one thing to say to that I think the reason why we don't skate anymore is because we don't want to get hurt that's all our good friend Matty Leo which by the way he has a podcast episode of travel Do's and Don'ts at the time when he was recording that with us he was, like, in New York on his journey from traveling because he broke his wrist skateboarding so badly just standing on the thing, falling over, and he was back in New York for, like, mega surgery. Yeah. I was like, man, that's enough to confirm what I already felt about skateboarding, you know? Not worth it. <laughs> no. Um, sure, there's shoulder. always some way to do it safely. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super cautious about standing on a skateboard, and every once in a while it's fun to kind of pump up and down a half pipe. But even that kind of scares me a little bit, you know, and it's just so easy to just hurt your wrist, twist your ankle. Yeah. Over it. We're just saving ourselves for surfing. (laughs) Okay. So next one's a good one. I do personally love this one, Um, especially because, you know, it works breathing into the equation, and that is swimming. And while it's never going to be the equivalent of paddling, you'll never feel like you're a great paddler because you've swam or you're because you're a great swimmer, but it certainly helps. Absolutely. You know, and there's definitely a difference, you know, when you're laying on your board and you're supported under your belly, under your core, and, and sort of kind of laying on your lungs. Not really, but like, you're laying on your body. There's pressure under you compared with when you're swimming. There's just a different, enga- like a different... I don't know, there's a difference. It's there is. It's much harder to paddle than it is just to swim. Well, know, I guess basically. it depends who you're talking to. Yeah. So. Because th- when I started swimming at first, like, doing it proper, I felt like that was harder because right. I had been paddling all, all of that time, you know? all whole life. But, I mean, now I feel comfortable in both. I love both, you know? But I still don't feel like swimming necessarily makes me a great paddler. Oh, right. Like, there's something that I still haven't put my finger on that makes them different. That yeah. being said, I really do appreciate the the concept of just continuous continuity in your strokes you know and elegance and a grace how you move through water how your hand enters and exits the water is very similar to a a good stroke in in surfing how um, how you have to um, uh, synchronize your breath and your stroke those are all paddling concepts those are all paddling um, yeah just like topics the intricacies I, I like what you said about the
1: stroke like your hand going into the water i think that's really important in swimming and something that not a lot of surfers think about mm-hmm. when they're paddling is just like of course you want your hand to enter the, the water at like the right angle and just for it to be really smooth like not splashing around mm-hmm. um just keep the noise down. Keep the noise down. Be as fluid as you possibly can. Be as efficient as you possibly can. And get in that rhythm. Feel the
0: rhythm. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> moving on, right? Uh, this one, last two, we're on uh, Indoboard. And personally, another one that I'm like, eh, maybe, I guess, a little bit, you know... Um, but I definitely can't disregard the fact that one of our great friends and excellent longboarders, John Angelo, just completely supports and backs and actually uses it as a tool to help people uh, learn how to you know, keep their balance above a moving center, especially for cross-stepping and learning how to nose ride and stuff like that. And, well, he's an amazing longboarder, so I can't deny it if he says so. And he also works with people and trains, so, like, he's on to something. I, I wouldn't deny it. I wouldn't debate it. Yeah, they're fun. You know, similar balancing, using similar muscles.
1: Just, like, even if you were just trying to stay steady and then just practicing doing, like, squats, basically. You know, they they use those those balls, like, in the gym where they have the... You know, it's a it's like a half ball. Oh, I like that better. Yeah, but it's it's kind of, you know similar. It's like un it's unstable,
0: so you have to use all those stabilizing muscles. Mm-hmm. Keep strong in your joints, your ankles, and your knees. You know, and everything's got to control. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm not against it. I'm not. I just. It's, it seems a little gimmicky almost to me, at yeah. least before John really made his point about why it's really helpful. Yeah. And he's right. And the way I, I've, I've seen him teach with it and, and what I've seen, I'm like, okay, that's legit, you know? Right. Um, so if you got one or you have access to one, by all means, stand on the thing, balance, compress, extend, get into a squat, hold it, you know? Like it's 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 a dynamic center that you have to keep your, your center above, otherwise you're, you're wheeling off of it or I don't know alright there's just I mean there's tons of
1: things actually now that we start talking about there's a bunch of things you can be doing to get better at surfing on land and and when you're not in the water so no excuses there's there's no excuse to not come back to surfing better in some in some regard mm-hmm. more flexible better you know better at your compression extension you know being able to hold that like the the penguin pose on the ground for you know a minute at a time and then rest for 30 seconds you know just keep
0: little things like that there's really all kinds of things yeah that you can do and uh, and then like so, the last one is, <clears throat> which I actually do like as well, is practicing your your stand up, your stand up technique at home. Again, not the same, of course not. You know, in the water, your board is fall like dropping into the face of a wave. You know, and it's it's dynamic, and it's it matters where you place your feet; otherwise, you'll fall over. Compared with on land, but still, you can practice the motion. Practice not putting your knee down, putting your foot down. You know, and, and just going through the movements. And, and we teach it with our, our fundamentals course. You know, we have a little section for the stand-up. You know, it's just a couple minutes, but we just really dive into how to do, get your basically get your feet underneath you without losing your center, without losing your vertical alignment, and holding balance and, and keeping control um, of your board under you, at least imagining you're keeping control of your board under you with a nice, strong, engaged ankles knees you know and 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 smooth fluid motion that's huge i i think that that's
1: one of those things when we really started focusing on the fundamentals that's one of those things that we notice ourselves slowing down breaking down very thoroughly and making sure that we were going about our stand-up in a way that was gonna set ourselves up for more success on, on the way. like, that's what a good stand-up does. It makes you get into this routine of placing your feet with purpose every single time you stand up on the board, not just do a pop-up and l- throw your feet underneath you and wherever they land, that's what, you just deal with it, you know? <laughs> And and that's one of those things that I really believe that can, you know, be bettered and like get better through just breaking it down slowly on land. If you could actually do it really clean on land, then it is gonna, it's gonna go into
0: the water with you. Right, right. Muscle memory, you know, if you build into your your muscles like this memory of motion, of movement, there's no reason for them to abandon that, you know, you make them have it, you be- make it become a habit in you and I mean, yeah, like you said. It takes a lot it. of repetition though, I would I would say. Yeah, reps, reps, reps. Get them in there. That's why pop-up practice or what I like to say stand-up practice because we believe a pop-up evolves from a stand-up. If you tell people to pop up, then they quite literally pop up without very much attention to their foot placement and balance and and vertical alignment. But if you tell someone to stand up and you insist on doing it slowly and really with deliberation, well, speed will naturally come. It's organic, you know, but the technique is not organic. So that's the part you have to insist on. And uh, yeah, so so practice your stand up. Pop-up will naturally occur as you get better and more comfortable with the motion. You'll start to like blend the steps together into one fluid movement. Uh, And in the meantime, you just practice the steps at home. And do your best to imagine dropping into a wave. Like, even think about your head placement. Don't just look at your feet, but pretend like you're looking down the line. There's so much. So much to work on, peeps. Get to it. That's right. If you're not subscribed to the KOOK cast, you're kooking it. Get on iTunes or all the podcast directories out there and subscribe to us. Leave us a review and a rating. All that shit helps. We appreciate it. If not, no worries. Keep tuning in. Get better at surfing with us. Ayo, you guys have a good one.
1: Woo!